Hello and welcome to another episode of The Remake Mistake, brought to you by WolfbaneBlooms.com. In this podcast, we take a look at an original horror movie, as well as its remake, in order to answer two questions. First, does the remake stand up to the original? And second, should it have been remade at all? Or was this remake a mistake? Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf in the Wolfbane Blooms. And the autumn moon is bright. The first rule of remakes, Joe. Don't fuck with the original. Okay, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the 1981 My Bloody Valentine, as well as its 2009 remake of the same name. I am Eric, and with me, as always, is Mike, who's taking a sip of coffee. Mm-hmm. There he is. All right. Um, so this is an interesting one for us because we watched both of these movies literally back to back with, like. 20 minutes in between and in the past for the last two episodes we've had maybe a week or a few days at least between viewings so there's something to be said about watching two movies literally um back to back yeah and i feel like these movies are were different enough that it wasn't a shot for shot like watching psycho and its remake back to back would be brutal yeah then you then obviously the second one's gonna be worse but anyways yeah um and another important thing to note is that moments before recording this, we just finished watching The Monster, um, which is a new horror flick that just came out. Yeah. And man, that movie was not fun at all. No, it, any fun they could have had with it, they destroyed it by. Yeah. So I'm kind of feeling emotionally um, devastated right now. I'm just very, I was looking forward to it and I'm very disappointed. Yeah, it was just, um, it was very heavy no fun at all and coming off of watching both of these my bloody valentine movies which are very fun yeah well it's a slasher is going to be more fun yeah and then and then going into the monster which is horribly depressing eh, and not even depressing just kind of a downer and then now trying to talk about my bloody valentine will be an interesting an interesting challenge yeah so we look for a review on the website yeah and if we don't do it then we'll just cut this part out <laughs> All right, let's talk about 1981's My Bloody Valentine. So this film obviously um, came out in the the slasher boom of the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a burst of holiday-themed slasher movies, starting with Black Christmas, Halloween. Uh, Fri- people count Friday the 13th as a holiday movie. Yeah. Um, and then now My Bloody Valentine. Um this movie is sitting at 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which actually surprised me a lot because, I don't know, the last couple ones we've done, the originals seem to be regarded pretty favorably. Yeah, but not many people have heard of this one. They heard it, I mean, it was enough to make a, to get a remake, but I hadn't heard of it. When the new one was coming out, I didn't even know there was an original one. Hmm, Yeah. I didn't either. I didn't know there was an original until we were until we decided to do this. Until I said, let's do this. Right. And I was like, oh, My Bloody Valentine. And it's so weird because, well, the plot is, I don't, was it Valentine? Oh, yeah, I guess it was technically Valentine's Day that a mine collapsed. And they're taking that and compa- uh, com- putting that with, uh, with Valentine's Day, so these two things do not go together, but... Miners and Valentine's Day? Yeah, not at all. It's just a mining town, so there's no reason why it should well, go together, but it works. The town is called Valentine's Bluff. Well. And the tagline is great. It's, uh... Oh, I already forgot what it was. <laughs> We're prepared. <laughs> what was the... What was the Valentine's... Oh, the the little town with the big heart. And oh. All the logos have hearts on them. It's, oh, the actual logo of the town. Yeah, it's pretty adorable. The police yeah. logo has mm. is a heart, so it's pretty cute. Um, anyway, so yeah, so apparently you know, fifty percent. It's not universally loved. Yeah, I don't think it's even universally known. Although I, I mean, I I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it stood up to other slasher movies oh, of absolutely. this time period. It was better than some of them. Like even the plot that's driving the whole thing is better than yeah. some, like as much as I enjoyed sleepaway camp mm-hmm. for instance, that was that had a decent plot, but the kills were just meh. They were yeah. lacking. 
that's one thing to be said about this and we'll get into it in a little bit but the kills in this movie are awesome yeah they're they're very cool practical effects they're pretty inventive yeah um for the time it's got a nice a nice balance of plot and kills this movie is 90 minutes so it sits right about an hour and a half Mm-hmm. It, it's directed and written by people who really haven't done much um, big stuff before or after. The director and the writer mostly worked in TV post My Bloody Valentine. So um, this movie definitely didn't like launch any any famous careers or anything like that. Um, but I mean, let's get right into it. The opening scene in the movie is probably the weirdest scene in the movie and probably the most out of place yeah. Seen in the movie. I'm not even really sure where it fits into the continuity. No, it just feels like, hey, here's this to... To tantalize you. Yeah, and to give you the opening credit. Yeah, it opens with two miners down in a mine. One of them is revealed to be a lady miner who takes off her mining yeah. outfit. Yeah. And uh, she's just doing a striptease for the other miner. She's like, she's like stroking his breathing tube. Yeah, that's... His mask. His gas mask. Yeah, and then he sees a heart tattoo on her chest. A bad one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real real bad, like uh, almost press-on tattoo look. Yeah. And then freaks out and impales her on a pickaxe. Yeah, that almost just felt like a promotional material for the movie. And then we actually get the title and go into the movie. And then this movie kicks off with, uh, right after that, it's just a bunch of, bunch of guy miners just roughhousing in the shower. Yeah, Some good old boy music playing, and they're really they're whooping it up. Yeah, the acting was pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, there's like a, a comical sequence with almost like Benny Hill music over the top of them getting dressed and, and driving into town. And pulling pants down. Yeah. Or up, it depends. Yeah, so we, we learned the name of the town is Valentine Bluff. There's a Valentine's dance. We learn it's the first Valentine's dance in 20 years. We don't really know why at this point, but it's safe to assume what's going on. So this is more some more plot that that you need to know is that TJ, who's our main character, is the mayor's son, and he is back in town from the West Coast. Yeah, young Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, this is how they explain him. Um, and his ex girlfriend is now with. Another guy named Axel. Yeah. And this is very important. These are the most important characters. They have this this love triangle throughout the film. So you got TJ, Sarah, and Axel, which is a terrible name. Yeah. Which one? Sarah? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, this movie kind of kicks right off. The mayor gets a mysterious box of Valentine's Day candy in a heart-shaped box. Some chocolates. He opens it up. There's a heart inside. A human heart. With a warning message not to have yeah, the dance. It's been twenty years. Don't do it. Um. So that's it. The kid, the kids are in a bar, and the bartender begins telling this story. Now this is this this is the backstory to the movie. That twenty years ago, is it twenty years ago? I already forgot how many years ago. 20 yeah, twenty years, years ago, ago <laughs> they're having a Valentine's dance, and there's seven miners who are still in the mine. They didn't make it to the party yet. There's a methane explosion. Five of the guys are buried alive. Um. After six weeks, they find, they finally get down there. There's only one guy left alive. He's like a cannibal. He, he's eaten yeah, he's, the other men. Yeah, the methane presumably, presumably Good. has turned him crazy and now he's eaten people. Yeah. So a year passes. He returns to kill the two supervisors. Yeah, who took off early instead of bringing the card up with the men. They went off to party. Sure. I don't remember that, but I believe Yeah, absolutely. So he rips out their hearts, puts them in candy boxes, and leaves a warning never to hold a Valentine's dance again. And he returns every year and waits to see if his warning is is heeded. And if it is, he just goes on his merry way. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. They don't really explain where he's at. Just see what he's doing after that. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. That's the whole backstory. Um, Harry Warden is the name of the guy. Yeah. The miner who's, who's killing people if they have a Valentine's dance. Yeah. It's like if the town in Footloose was a little more aggressive about their rules. Well, they send them to hell if they (laughs) dance. So that's true. I don't know what's worse. (laughs) Um, 
So now the sheriff or the mayor tries calling the asylum to check and see if Harry is still locked up now yeah. that he's received this threatening. We're back in present day, by the way. Now we get our first our first like real kill. We get a POV shot, very Black Christmassy, mm-hmm. of the miner and his Darth Vader breathing, yeah. kind of stalking around. And he, he shows up at a laundromat that's owned by Mabel, who's a nice old lady, and she is the decorator for the dance and the, t- the whole town yeah I the think. whole town is whole town decorated is, yeah. it's a real small town yeah there's hearts everywhere it's yeah they really got into it it's very festive anyway he's kind of just really putzing around breathing heavy he leaves a candy box with a note on the table for her to find she finds it freaks out throws her to the ground pickaxes her to death which is a common thread in this movie well yeah it's a minor is pickaxe yeah you're just gonna get pickaxed to death but it's very inventive the ways it happens sure in this one for, I mean, for as many ways as you can be pickaxed to death. Yeah. Well, it goes one through the eye and through the jaw, mm. through the head. Different parts of the body. <laughs> yes, and, and so on. <laughs> and other parts of the body. So that's that's it for the first kill. Mm-hmm. We, we see some shots of, the, of the, the gang of kids. We get our first moment of TJ and Axel arguing over Sarah, which is going to be another theme throughout this movie. They're constantly fighting over the affection of Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the asylum calls back the next day. No record of Harry Warden ever being there. Yeah. The receptionist is horrible. She was like... She keeps looking at the camera, and that bothered me. (laughs) She says he's never been there. They've never heard of him before. So that must... She can't find it. That means he's not there. Right. He's got to be transferred. Mm Mm-hmm. Not Uh, my job. Not my problem. Yeah, right. They'll figure it out. So the sheriff goes to visit Mabel's laundromat. Mm -hmm. He notices with his keen sheriff eye Mm -hmm. that one of the heart decorations is upside down. Yes. So he follows the trail of upside down heart decorations to a dryer, I guess, which is tumbling around, Um, opens it up and Mabel's badly burned and like disfigured body tumbles out of the dryer. And that's our first sign that this is going to be a very good gory movie yeah it was it was great looking though yeah it was. it was super effective probably the most jarring image in the movie well yeah that scene absolutely yeah and then the body just he just like stares at it for a while and it's just tumbling around hanging out of the dryer yeah throughout the whole movie nobody really appropriately responds to seeing a dead mutilated body yeah they're all pretty chill about it yeah or they would just step up to it and caress it like it's their aunt dying in hospice care no that man was burned to death or has an axe through his face right or a nail through his head Mm -hmm. yeah so now the mayor unlike the mayor of jaws does the right thing and immediately cancels the valentine's day dance no he waits then he kills it jaws he only needed three people to die (laughs) yeah so the 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 dance is canceled but the kids probably aren't going to be all right with that um, in probably the worst scene of the movie, TJ takes Sarah out to the waterfront and we get an extended sequence of them just standing at the beach. I went to the bathroom during that moment. Uh, so <laughs> they're just, yeah, they're just being kids. He tells so her I he still loves her. Yeah. They kiss. It feels very 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's not. Well, it's still. Close enough. Yeah. Riding on the tails. It was filmed in Canada, so. Oh, it's yeah. definitely seven. Which we didn't we didn't know until about halfway through the movie, and Not then that even. was that was all we could hear yeah. was the Canadian yeah. accent. It's bad too. TJ was the worst. So obviously the kids decide they're still going to have a Valentine's Day party. They decide to have it in the mine, which is a brilliant idea. The bartender from earlier who gave the backstory is not thrilled about the idea. He decides he's going to teach him a lesson or mentally balanced. Yeah. So he goes to the mine to set a, a booby trap that's going to scare the kids. He puts a miner costume behind a door yeah. and then opens the door repeatedly to make sure that the trick works. And he laughs hysterically each yeah. time. It was like watching a child play with a toy. Yeah. So he goes back to check on it a fourth time just to make sure it still works. It turns out the real Harry Warden is behind the door. Pickaxes him up through the chin and out of his eye. Mm-hmm. Pretty great. You can't blame him for that kill. Yeah. Because if you saw someone opening a door laughing hysterically, you'd want to pickaxe that guy through the head. And he did. Moving right along. We're getting into the the meat of the movie now as the group of kids arrives at the mine with their party supplies. 
they actually go to like the mine break room yeah which is kind of just like not a, the deep mine right it's just like kind of like a, a recreation room there's yeah. like games and stuff in there yeah anyway um now the sheriff gets a box of candy on his desk full of candy. chocolate hmm. they tricked you you thought it was going to be a heart but it's from mabel mm-hmm. <gasps> but mabel's dead yeah anyway now we're going to get a bunch of kills. So we got this kid, Dave, Super Dave, goes into the kitchen to get a hot dog mm. out of a, a pot of boiling of hot dogs. Of lukewarm water. Well, it's not boiling. Anyway, the miner comes up behind him, shoves his face into the hot, hot dog water. Yep. <laughs> and he, like, drown burns him, I guess. Burn drowns him. Yeah. Then he cuts his head off. Well, does he? No, he rips his heart out. That's yeah. the that's the uh, signature of the killer. Yeah. If you heard our, our Black Christmas episode, the signature was tearing the eyeballs out of victims in the remake. This one was ripping his heart out. This one's ripping hearts out. Yeah. Um, we cut to the sheriff who just has a pack of feral dogs outside of his office. Yeah, I don't think that that was supposed to be because these dogs were actually mean and turning on him. Yeah. So he shoes the feral dogs away, and there's a bloody candy box, like a heart-shaped candy box, soaked in blood on the sidewalk. The note says, you didn't stop the party or something like that. All right, so now TJ and Axel, like, have a fist fight over Sarah. Yeah. So it just keeps escalating. Presuming that they're probably drunk. Yeah. Um, Two other kids have broken away from the party and gone into a mine cart. And they're fooling around in the minecart. Yeah, one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah, the guy leaves to go get beer. Meanwhile, um, <laughs> girls are, are getting some hot dogs, and they find a heart boiling in the hot dog. A boiled water. heart. Boiled human heart. Johnny, the guy who went to get the beer, opens the fridge. Comically, doesn't see mm-hmm. Dave's dead body in the fridge. Yeah, it's a big fridge. Yeah, it's like a yeah. industrial fridge. Sure, whatever. Uh, the girl in the minecart is waiting for, for old John to come back and um, like minor uniforms start falling from like on hooks. Yeah, I guess they hang her. them up when they're not in use. I don't I don't know anything about mines. Mm, this movie taught me. It was a pretty effective scene though. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's kind of being surrounded scary. by hanging um, Yeah, they just keep falling around. Miner's her. uniforms. Um, the bartender's dead body then falls from a hook. Is pretty awesome looking, and then uh, and then Warden shows up, the the miner. Yeah. Um, he this is a pretty great scene too. He takes her, lifts her up by her head, and jams her head onto a a shower spout. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Which was a nice subtle callback because when you first see her, because John is so much bigger, to kiss her he always picks her up by the head. Is that true? Yeah. When you first see her see them together she gra- he grabs her head and she grabs his arms and she lifts him he lifts her kisses her and lays her down you remember the weirdest details about this well movie? i thought it was interesting that <laughs> then you see him lift her head and sure. shove it onto a yeah a water spigot yeah that was pretty great yeah so then old john returns and finds her with water pouring out of her mouth which yeah. is pretty awesome which then he just puts his hands oh, yeah. on both sides of the head his head and that's it in disbelief yeah Again, bad reactions to death. Yeah, doesn't make a sound, no. doesn't uh, seem even shocked. Well, I mean, I guess if, if his shock is just slowly putting his hands on his head. He had the same reaction as if he walked in and saw that his children knocked over a bunch of glasses filled with milk. <laughs> just like, oh, no. I have to clean this up. <laughs> yeah, anyways. All right, so the rest of the kids, whoever's still alive, decide that they want to go take a ride down into the into the deep into the mine yeah the women talk him into it despite tj's objection mm-hmm. and i quote no women in the mine they're going down anyway yeah johnny comes and tells everyone that you know the girl's dead she's got a water spigot for a mouth now a real johnny come lately panic ensues then mm-hmm. they freak out tj and axel decide they're going to put their differences aside and head down into the mine to save sarah well yeah, because he sends everybody away, and to stop us right there, this movie has very good reactions in some ways, where they see something bad's happening, he just yells, get the fuck out of here, and they all leave. <laughs> in other movies, they 
everybody goes down and tries to find what's happening. Sure. But no, they get the fuck out of there. Yeah, they bail. There's like a scene of them all peeling out in their cars. It's very comically. Yeah. And that's how the sheriff ends up knowing where they are. They go find the sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. So now everyone who is deep down in the mine, you know, they decide it's time to head back up. But Harry Warden is down there. Yeah, we have like, what, five of them down there? Mm, yeah, Hollis, the big fat guy with a ridiculous mustache. Mm-hmm. You got Howard, the jokester. Yeah, and then the two girls. And Is that then, it? What so, about the? There were two of them that were. Off oh yeah, and then there's another couple who, spoiler alert, don't make it that long. <laughs> yeah. All they want to do is is bone. Sure. So yeah, this is this is pretty much the climax here. There's a one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, Basically, down the, the hall of the mine, there's just strings of light bulbs to light the paths. And you have a scene where Harry Warden is walking down the hall, just smashing each light bulb with his pickaxe as he as he walks down. Very cool scene. And all they hear is the thumping and the breaking of light yeah, bulbs. They don't, they don't see, see him. him. Yeah. Very, very cool, though. Very iconic, yeah. I think. Yeah, that would be. So TJ finally reaches them, warns them what's going on. Um Hollis, the big guy with the mustache, as Mike so eloquently put out. Mm-hmm. Um, Bad mustache. Finds the two, the couple that was fooling around. Drilled. Screwed. Screwed through both of their bodies. To death. To death with a, like a giant drill bit. We don't see it. It happened off screen. Yeah, unfortunately. The director of this movie, though, swears that he remembers filming a scene where they show that happening, but nobody has ever seen it and there's no record of it maybe he just had a storyboard or something of it yeah that would be a cool scene to see yeah all right so now the warden gets hollis nail guns him twice in the forehead and the temple yeah he got nailed a lot twice i thought it was more than twice <laughs> i don't know i think it was twice because he's matter. still alive then he like he like crawls his way out to the others just just in time enough to die in yeah. their arms yeah, and then she just sits there and caresses his face. His nasty, nailed-through face. With a bad mustache. So they're trying to get out of there. The mine cart thing isn't going back up. Yeah. Um, they decide they're going to climb this incredibly tall ladder. Yeah, I don't, I'm, that part confuses me why they wouldn't just follow the track up. Is it too steep, maybe? Can you not walk up it? Well, if there's the track, you can just hold on to that and go. I don't know. They're going to climb this ladder. Yeah, a much, much steeper ladder. Unbelievably tall. What they yeah, say? It was 2, like 2,000 feet 2, underground. Feet, and it's soaking wet. Yeah. So you got four of them now climbing the ladder. so much water. Everything's just wet. Listen, I don't know anything about mines. Yeah. <laughs> we should have had a special guest in here talk about mines. A mine expert. Probably would have spent so much time coughing, though, for the black lung. Hey, oh. Okay, so now another character, as they're climbing the ladder, his body falls with a noose and you see a close up as the his the noose snaps his neck and his body in twain. Yeah, it just rips his head right off. And the girls are like right face level with it and they just get splattered with blood. One concern for mine about this movie is it's because of probably when it was made mostly is it's so dark. You can't really see what's happening a lot. It would have been nice to have the saturation up a little bit because I didn't know what was happening when his head cut off. I was like, oh, okay, 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 I get it now. After his body fell and they're splattered with blood. But I would have enjoyed seeing that happening in more detail. Maybe your eyes are just too dark. Mm. Have you thought about that? Mm. (laughs) All right, so they're like, gotta be halfway up this ladder. After seeing that, they decide to bail. So they climb back down the ladder. Which is like, (laughs) they weren't... (laughs) If we judge that, they were not halfway up that ladder. They probably yeah. went up six steps each. All right. So they come back down. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't I don't really understand what happens next. Axel, like, falls into a pool of water. Yeah, well, he's off camera. And then they show a thing, and the guy's like, that's 60 feet deep. He's got to be dead. And then, then they leave. Bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just Sarah and TJ and Sarah's friend. Yeah. Question mark. She was, she was attached to Hollis. Oh, really? The one in the red dress? Yeah. Okay. Which is weird because the prettiest one was with the most gross. Oh, boy. Sorry that he was a gross man. He looked like John Candy a little bit. All right. So now we're getting to the final battle. He corners 
uh, Sarah and TJ. Oh, he kills he kills the other girl somehow in there. But anyway, he corners Sarah and TJ. They manage to get the minecart to work now. He kills her because she's walking, and then he just turns around and pickaxes her. Right Nothing the, special. Okay. Right in the gut. Right in the gut. Um, Warden jumps onto the moving minecart. This is the most slow and awkward battle scene I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, which it's obvious because he has the mask on and he's slowly swinging so the actor doesn't actually hurt anyone. Right. So they they kind of just like they very slowly fight on the cart. They get knocked off the cart. At this point, the sheriff arrives. Sarah and TJ running away from Warden. They duck into an abandoned section of the mine. There's another awkward, slow struggle. They break a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. in there. Um, Sarah rips the mask off to reveal, spoiler alert, Axel is the killer. And then comes a very uh, forced explanation. Yeah, so we get a, a like very brief like 10-second flashback where, boom, Axel's father was one of the supervisors yeah. that Warden killed 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. He was there. He saw it. He gets splattered with blood as a little boy. And he hides into the bed. End of flashback. And thinking about that now, that doesn't make sense why Axel would go crazy and want to kill everybody. Wouldn't he just want to kill Warden? Yeah, I mean... And then it doesn't explain why he would go crazy in the end. Yeah, I mean, maybe just seeing your father murdered would make you crazy. Yeah, but... Yeah. It's just... it. Like I said, it feels like a forced explanation. Yeah. They didn't really need one. It could have just been him wanting to kill people. The sheriff reveals then that the actual Harry Warden died five five years years ago. ago. That's that's it. He's dead. Which Uh, is nice. It's a nice twist ending, and it would have been more surprising having had seen it when it came out. Sure. Because I guess, well, I guess it's a twist ending with Friday the 13th, but like with Halloween, that's obviously, it's Michael Myers through and through, no one else. Right. And same thing with assuming Black Christmas. Was this before Friday the 13th, right? Friday the 13th was 80? 81. Oh, this, this was 81, I thought. No, wait, 80, I think. Whatever. Anyway, last two minutes of the movie. Mine starts to collapse. Axel gets buried. As they try to dig him out, he's still alive. He grabs Sarah's arm. And then you see from the inside of the collapsed mine, he's he severs his own arm off and escapes. Which is pretty pretty brutal, and then yeah. he just like runs away, yelling insane Runs things. Further down the mine, he says the name of the movie. Yeah, um, be my bloody Valentine. And then he starts singing a weird song about about Harry Warden, and that's the end. Yeah, where's he going? I don't know. It's just more, just gonna reach the end of the mine, dude. He's crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. He just cut off his own arm. He's probably just going to bleed out in the bottom of the mine. Yeah, I guess if there had been sequels, then there would have been more questions. Which is surprising to me because a lot of the movies, a lot of the slasher movies from this time of this caliber, 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 Mm. ended up getting not only sequels, but franchises. Yeah. So it's surprising that with the quality of this movie where it was, that nothing came after. Yeah, it's very interesting because they could just keep reusing that mine. And that was the best part of the movie is that mine mm-hmm. everything happening there. There was a lot of setup to this movie though. I mean that setup, yeah. that last that climax of this was probably what the last half hour. And even before that is probably 45 minutes of them being at the work site if you will. Mm-hmm. In the break room or whatever at the hot dog man and Hot dog man sure. Yeah, hot dog man. All the all the roughhousing in the shower. Yeah. Grab assing. Yeah, cuz it's all happening there. Just that mind's there waiting to be adventured into. Hmm. And then death. And then death. Um, so, in summation, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I thought the kills were great. I thought the effects were fantastic. Yeah. Um, Very impressive. Yeah. I mean, I just thought the whole thing was great. I thought the quality was significantly better than I thought it was going to be. I think I actually liked it better than black christmas than the original black christmas yeah with this one it feels like there was no like they lead you to believe that it's henry henry or harry i thought it was Harry. i've been saying harry this entire time harry so could I be harry. harry well we're just yeah otherwise Anyways. this episode's getting trashed yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll just bleep you in yeah it was uh 
Mr. Warden, yeah. you were to believe it was him the entire time. They did a very good job. There was no no questioning that it was not him. And then when it's revealed it's Axel, that's a pretty big surprise. Right. Unless you early on think, well, I've seen a lot of movies, so this can't be who we think it is. So let's start picking out who we want it to be. Sure. Which, if they wanted to go down that route, they had their, not scapegoat, but they had TJ there who was away on the East Coast, or West Coast. They're on the East Coast. Yeah. So he came back, and now all these killings are happening, so he's right up in that alley of, oh, he's definitely the killer. Right. But no, they don't do any of that. Everybody's here banding together, being hunted by Mr. Warden. So it was great. Yeah, I like that aspect. All right, so now we can talk about... The remake, My Bloody Valentine, a.k.a. My Bloody Valentine 3D mm. from 2009. And I was lucky enough to actually see this in theaters in 3D. Yeah, I had not seen either one. This was my first viewing of both movies. My Bloody Valentine 3D has a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is shocking. Actually, 7% higher than the original film. And if you're not able to see this in 3D, it loses a lot of magic. Just yeah. to say that. Yeah. They, it was made like a 1950s 3D movie where, yeah. hey, here's this coming at you. Woo. And we can talk about that a lot uh, in a little bit because I think the the 3D probably both made this movie and hindered this movie in a mm. few ways. Agreed. Um, it's about the it's almost the exact same runtime, so they, they, they're working within the same constraints. Um, director of this movie was the editor of the first three Scream movies as well as Mm. Halloween H2O. This was his first big directorial movie, but I mean, he's obviously knows his way around a horror flick. He did fun. Um, It was written by Todd Farmer who wrote Jason X. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and he also acts in this movie in a ridiculous scene that we'll talk about. Um, There's actually some stars in this movie. We got Jensen Ackles. Ackles. He's from Supernatural. Big star. If you can't pronounce his last name. Listen, guy. It sounds supernatural. That's a very popular Dean? show. Is his name Dean? Dean or Sam? I think it's Dean. Anyway. We are not avid watchers. It's got Jamie King, who's in Sin City and like a bunch of things. Um, and then Tom Atkins, who's from Halloween 3. He's in a lot of things. Well, sure. Yeah. But I'm talking horror, horror related. He is a veteran. So you've got the editor of H2O, the writer of Jason X. So they know. They know slasher flicks. Yeah. And they, it shows. Yeah, absolutely. So this movie, they get the entire backstory out of the way during the opening credits, which yeah. I have to admit confused the hell out of and me. And I think that that was a little bit of a handicap in our part because we just finished the other one. And it took until we got all the information to the end of the movie. And this, we were given everything at the beginning. Right. It's like it's like two minutes of here's every single thing. Over the credits know. through 3D uh, newspaper. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but basically, the explanation of this one is that Tom, who's our TJ from the last movie, Tom is our main character. He didn't check the methane levels in the mine, and there was an explosion mm-hmm. trapping several miners. So we got the same plot devices, just a different way of getting there. So one of the one of the guys who was trapped again was, was Warden, Harry Warden, same name. Yeah. He's in the hospital. He's in a coma. One year later, he awakens from his coma in the hospital. And just goes on a murdering spree, which we don't see, but we see the sheriff, Sheriff Burke, arrive to just like a a massacre. Yeah, in the hospital room. Yeah. I mean, like across the whole hospital. Well, yeah. They probably show like 10 10 mutilated bodies. Yeah. The sheriff delivers the the wonderful line, happy fucking Valentine's Day. Yeah. Which is great. Well, yeah. He delivers some great lines through the movies he's been in. Um, He finds the uh, heart in a candy box the mm-hmm. exact same um and then we get tom and sarah playing the same role so they're together they show up at a party at the mine they meet axel and his girlfriend irene mm-hmm. so most of these characters are the same and then they go into the mine and kids just start getting killed yeah i mean Which, like right out of the gate we'll talk about the rest of the movie but the rest of the movie is like it's almost like the original movie what happens in that in terms of there's a party in the mine. That's all they want to do is have this party. All that's shoved into this, like, almost pre-credit, 
opening credits scene. Yeah. And then the rest of it is, here's a different way it could have happened. Right. Which is interesting. In the original, like, we don't really see a lot from the the 20 years earlier, right? Yeah. We just we kind of see him, them pull him out of the mine, and then it's boom, 20 years later. Yeah. In this one, all that's happening here is is the original time period. Yeah. So now, you know, Harry Warden's out of his coma. He's going on a killing spree in the mine. Mm-hmm. So there's already a party at the mine. He's already killing a ton of people. And, like, by the time we're 15 minutes into this movie, he's probably killed, like, 20 people. Yeah. And, like brutal like immediately the gore in this is is amped way up yeah but it was it was good though it was like it was good gore yeah it wasn't really i don't think it was really too much cgi i mean if there was you noticed it right away because it was the 3d things yeah like here's an axe coming at you i think the most the worst gore or the worst kill in this movie for me effects wise was in this scene when he takes a shovel and oh, yeah. and shoves it into like a girl's mouth and basically like halves her head yeah on a shovel and, like, and the then top her mouth half, yeah just slides yeah, the top half of her head just slides down the shovel yeah it was bad yeah um so a bunch of people get killed uh axel sarah and irene uh bail they escape in the truck after a pickaxe gets 3d thrown through yeah. the windshield of the 3D, car yep it landing like inches away from sarah's face mm-hmm. um Tom is trapped in the mine with Harry Warden. He's about to kill him. The sheriff arrives, shoots Ward like three times. He like he pulls a dead. pulls a Jason and runs away. He doesn't die. We see him run run away through the mine. Oh, hmm. so bang! That's your whole that's your whole story here. Yeah. Ten years later, now we're getting to the bulk of the movie. Yeah. All right, so we'll bust through this pretty quick. But um, Axel is the sheriff now. Mm-hmm. So he's not, he's not, Twist. yeah, he's not the minor in the original. Um, Valentine Bluff is now Harmony, mm. new town name. Um, Axel and Sarah are together, just like in the original. Mm-hmm. But we immediately find out Axel's cheating on Sarah. Yeah, with, with Megan. The employees. Yeah, one of she Sarah's works at employees. the store and then a cashier at the store. They're, they're fooling around in this like derelict house in the woods. Yeah. Um, Megan gives Axel a box of candy reveals that she's pregnant with his kid. All right, so now Tom, who's been away, comes home because his father died. Yeah, it's only 10 years later in this one. Right. His father's dead. Father owned the mine, so Tom's come back to sell the mine. Yeah. Needless to say, the townspeople who rely on the mine, mm-hmm. not too happy about it. He checks into a hotel where <laughs> Irene is is having sex with a yeah. trucker. Yeah. Just like right next door to him. Well, I, I think it's... They're supposed to have had a relationship prior. It's not like she's just a truck stop whore. Well, I think that's how they make it out, right? Because he throws yeah. money at her at the end. Well, yeah, he's turning her into that, and he doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't want to be. She yeah. has some respect until she starts running around butt ass naked. Yeah. So this is this is probably the memorable scene from this movie for people who have seen it, where Irene spends the next ten minutes fully nude yeah which i was reading that she wasn't supposed to be she had a like a sheet wrapped around her but the actress kept like dropping the sheet so she said why don't i just do this nude completely classic yeah classic irene so maybe she was a truck stop whore so she after they're they're done having sex she launches into like an oral history of valentine's day yeah which is kind of a ridiculous well she's mad because he filmed them this is this is pre finding out that she was filmed oh she's just giving the history of valentine's day which okay i'll say this about it i think a lot of the dialogue in this movie is is bad and and campy but i think that it is on purpose and i think this movie is very aware of how over the top it is well if it's a horror movie in 3d it has to be yeah yeah, they're a not making movie about Valentine's Day in 2009 yeah. is a lot different than a horror movie about Valentine's Day in 1980. Yeah, they're not doing Shakespeare in the Park. Right. Which is I, I admire that they just went for it. Yeah, that's how you would make a good enjoyable movie. Mhm. Um so now the the trucker who who is in the room is the writer of this movie that is Todd Farmer. Yeah. Which is interesting to know that he would wrote himself this scene. So he finds out she finds out that he was filming her, chases him out to his truck throws a gun at him which is great <laughs> an empty gun an empty gun he opens, not that stupid <laughs> he opens the door to his truck ward is in the truck and pickaxes him 
through his head. Yeah, right in the top of the head, yeah. right in the dome. Yeah. Um, she runs back to her room. The hotel owner comes in looking for her dog. Who is a... Is a little person. Yeah. She gets pickaxed up, lifted up through the air with the pickaxe. Yeah. Into a light fixture. Where she gets electrocuted and pickaxed to death. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the kills in this movie can be blank and pickaxed. Yeah. Yeah, this one has less memorable kills. Yeah. And a few of the kills they borrow from the original. Which is good. They yeah. should. Some good callbacks. Um, so, I mean, this the kill of, of Irene is pretty great. So she's hiding under the bed. He comes in and she like he like lifts the bed. He pulls the bed up. She hides behind the wire frame of the bed. She's like got herself cornered in the room. Yeah. And he's like pickaxing through the wires of the frame. Yeah, which a real pickaxe would have gone, would have just ripped it to shreds. But movie yeah. magic. Movie magic. He pickaxes her to, in the stomach. Yeah. Dead. They find her in a heart shaped bathtub with her heart removed. Yeah. It's pretty graphic. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, I just feel like the. The amount of gore in this one is so over the top that it's not as realistic. Whereas seeing that Mabel in the first one having her face all, I don't even know what, boiled? Burned, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess whatever a dryer does, dry it off. (laughs) That was pretty horrific to look at. Yeah. Um, yeah, you almost because at this point, by the time Irene gets killed, we've already seen so many dead bodies in this movie. Yeah, plus we've almost seen the inside of Irene. <laughs> Very fair. Um, the sheriff gets a candy box with Irene's heart in it. Mm-hmm. Tom goes to a bar with a bunch of old timers. They yeah. get into a fist fight because they're mad at him for wanting to sell the mine. Um, then we, we cut over to, to Sarah and Axel's house where Sarah walks in on Axel watching the evidence tape. I just mm-hmm. air quoted evidence tape yeah, doesn't because work. he's just watching Irene have sex with a truck driver, which is hilarious. Yeah. So leave comments if you've ever been caught. <laughs> Someone's walked in on you watching an evidence tape. Quote unquote evidence tape. Um, but he sees Tom in the window of the evidence tape. So suspicions arise. Yeah. He immediately wants to jump on the Tom did it train. And now from this point on, I mean, we're only only a half hour into this movie, maybe, but it's pretty nonstop from here to the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no talking quietly by a lake scene. Yeah. There's no big waterfront love profession. Um, Tom goes into the mine looking for Ben, who is an old guy who knew his father. The relationship is is never yeah. fully fleshed yeah. out. Yeah, He's John Locke's dad from Lost. Yes, John Locke's dad from Lost. Thank you. And many other things. Yes. That's, he'll always be that to me. Um, always evil. Yeah, okay. He's taken down into the mine by one of the guys who he was fighting at the bar earlier, so there's, like, tension there. Mm-hmm. Um, while he's in the mine with this guy, uh, Harry Warden attacks them, locks Tom in a cage, and just brutally pickaxes the other guy to death. Yeah, that was pretty... That was... We don't necessarily see what he's, you know... The gore of it, but just the act of him going... He's just wailing on yeah, him with a pickaxe. That was, that was harsh. Yeah. But he's calling to the other people because he has a walkie-talkie or something for them to come down. Yeah, there's like a phone on the wall. Yeah. So anyway, so a bunch of guys come and find the dead body. They think it's Tom, and Tom's like, I've been locked in this cage the entire time. And they're like, yeah, nope. all right. Yeah. Um, he goes to the hospital. Sarah's there, like, just handing out candy at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And she sees Tom and Ben... Tom and Ben. Oh, yeah. Tom and Ben's the old guy. There's too many names, man. (laughs) That's what happens when you watch a movie. She sees him in the hospital. She goes in and talks to him. Tom announces he's not going to sell the mine anymore. Axel comes in. They have a classic Tom and Axel argument. Yeah. It's a lot like the original movie, arguing over Sarah. Um, Then we get a a little bit more backstory. Axel's dad, Tom's dad, Ben, and... Oh, and there's the three of them. They killed Harry Warden mm-hmm. 10 years ago, and the sheriff covered it up for him. Yeah. So now you've got these old timers who, who did a did the deed. The and only then two are left. in the woods. Right. The only two that are alive are Ben and the sheriff still. They head into the woods to find the burial site as proof, but mm-hmm. dun, 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 the bones are gone. Animals did it. Animals. Axel and Tom get into a fist fight over Sarah. Mm-hmm. They just can't stop fighting over her. Nope. Sight of an empty grave. Makes me want to fight. Yeah, hell yeah. This makes me want to rage. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Tom returns to the original and now closed off entrance to the mine. Mm -hmm. Gets a little shaky, pops a bunch of pills. Mm -hmm. He sees a light in the woods that he chases to the derelict house. Yeah, this is where the original, I feel, is better because they don't do any of this weird other... Like, they get straight to the point. This one, they fumble around a little bit first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now we just we just get some, some kills now. Ben, the old-timer, is drunk. Ward, Warden shows up at his home, stomps his head into a pickaxe that's, like, stuck in the ground. Yeah. That was kind of lame. Well, he fights him. He actually... He's the... One of the few ones who gets to have a good go at him. Yeah. Knocks him down because he's drunk and he's about to shoot into nothing. Right. And then he goes back in and there he is. Stomping him. Yeah. Into a pickaxe. Yeah. Sarah and the employee who's pregnant, Megan, are closing up at the grocery store. Warden shows up. That was a good scene. It was. A, it was. A, they're, they're running through the aisles. Yeah. There was a lot of tension in that. Empty grocery yeah, store. Yeah. Closed. Um, Sarah fights him off with frozen meats mm-hmm. as well as a mop. Mm-hmm. She's very effective with a mop yeah. and frozen meat. They barricade themselves in the office. Um, he's like Jack Torrancing his way through the door. Yeah, with an axe. Uh-huh. They try to escape out the window. He ends up pulling Megan in out through the window. Yeah. He gets around the whole store somehow and like... 30 seconds well there there's a chain or a, a metal screen on the window and they're trying to get that open and through a bunch of bickering they finally get it open yeah so he pulls megan out comes back in for sarah or he's like reaching through the window in a ridiculous scene he like he's just swinging his pickaxe yeah. wildly at sarah hooks her like flannel shirt and and rips her flannel shirt open with his pickaxe and then what ridiculous thing happens I don't know what ridiculous thing happens. Well, you said there's something ridiculous. Everything's believable so far. <laughs> yeah, perfectly believable. Yeah. This movie is is so believable. Um, Axel shows up at a very suspicious, suspicious, yes, <laughs> suspicious time. They go out to the alley and find Megan laying dead in the alley with her heart cut out, and it says be mine forever mm-hmm. written in blood above her body yes that's pretty cool yeah i don't remember if he used the word for or the numerical for but so literally that's what he's he was talking about last night too he's yes. like i felt i needed to say that again <laughs> i made a note uh-huh. oh which i would like to point out the other thing i mentioned last night when i forgot his name <laughs> dean this is tom tim, tom yes. tom walks past the truck stop and they're boning on the outside, you see him walk past it and the blinds are closed, but when they're watching the video, the blinds are open. Oh my God, I can't go over through this again with you. <laughs> he pointed out like 10 times last night, he's like, write down that the, that the curtains were not open. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never wrote it down. It's just a flaw. I refused. Um, okay. So we're just moving on with the kills. So now Warden shows up at Sarah and Axel's house, kills the nanny. Mm-hmm. Um. And they have a kid. They have a kid, little Noah, who yeah. doesn't do anything except no. watch cartoons. That's that's the life. Um, the old old Sheriff Burke, old retired Sheriff Burke, shows up um, with a patrol officer, and they find Noah in the house. And then the patrol officer finds the nanny in the dryer. Yeah, which, which is a great callback scene. And it looks very. The makeup looks almost like they would have used the same dummy. Yeah, it was it was great. It was very well done. Mm-hmm. It felt like a good like honoring the original yeah and then we get probably my favorite kill burke yeah oh yeah the sheriff right yeah Yeah. well ex-sheriff yeah well um once a sheriff always a sheriff he he's on the porch warden comes up and attacks him jams a pickaxe through his chin Mm -hmm. and rips his jaw off in 3d flies at the camera in 3d yeah feels like he can reach out and grab his jaw yeah like it's gonna kiss you Mm. hmm we weren't. We did not watch this in 3D, by the way. We no, probably should yeah. have mentioned that, which makes a lot of the 3D moments feel absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, because you can tell that it's supposed to be 3D. Like at one point, when Ben is drunkenly waving his gun around, he like swings the barrel of the rifle past yeah, the camera, like a real cheesy thing. And you're like, like ooh. The Three Stooges did that when they were trying to stay relevant. 
they had some 3D shorts, <laughs> and they threw a knife, and it, you just see it on the string coming at you, mm. and that's basically what this was. So oh. it didn't advance much in 50 years. Yeah. So we're in the final final scenes here. Um, Tom comes and picks up Sarah, and get Sarah gets a phone call from Axel where he reveals that Tom has actually been in mental institutions for the last seven years, and that Tom is the killer. But Sarah doesn't know who to believe. Yeah. Sarah thinks Axel might be the killer. Yeah. So in this movie, as Mike mentioned earlier, there's a lot of wondering who the killer is. Yeah. It's a, it's a mystery. Yeah. I mean, we really, do we really think it's it's actually Harry Warden at all in this movie? I don't think so. I feel like they don't. I f- that feels like they dismiss it almost right away. Yeah. They, 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 they almost think like it's somebody it's in the Like it's someone town. doing it. Right. Because I think they said that. How persistent everyone is that he died. Right, like the that they killed everyone. him. Yeah. yeah. Of course, who knows? They could be. He could be pulling a Jason or a Mike Myers. Sure. Michael Myers. So He's his God-given name. We'll just run through the end of this. Um, Sarah pulls the wheel of the car. They crash into a tree mm-hmm. in 3D. The mm-hmm. tree branch comes shooting you through the car. You can see it twice. Yeah, it's great. Through the front um, and the back. Sarah runs out of the car, goes, finds the derelict house, hides inside, finds Megan's note, and then a closet full of candy boxes. Mm. So now we think, shoot, Axel. Oh, really yeah. Is, is it Axel? Harry Warden, quote unquote, Harry Warden, shows up. That, yeah, the killer. Sarah jumps out the second story house and runs immediately to the mine. Seems like the safest place to be mm-hmm. in the circumstance. Another great callback scene. The uniforms start dropping from the hooks, just like in the original movie. Not as effective, but still good. Yeah. Um, Sarah grabs uh, Axel's gun off of him and is holding him at gunpoint. Mexican standoff. Tom shows up. Now she's holding both of them at gunpoint. And they're both doing the, no, he's the killer. No, he's the killer. No, he's the killer. Yeah. And then Axel says, just shoot both of us. Yeah, which is a very, like, King Solomon thing to say. Well, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, Tom starts freaking out. He's like, oh, my God, Harry Warden's right behind you. And then they look, and there's nobody there. And then you realize, oh, shit, Tom is is insane. Like, he's actually a crazy He's been seeing Harry Warden. Then we get a really bad montage. It's almost as bad as the flashback reveal in the original, where, like, you see a montage of of Tom throughout the whole movie putting the mask on and taking the mask off and yeah. killing people. Yeah. Um, Axel and Tom fight it out. You think Sarah just could have shot him at any moment. In yeah. Instead fight. she runs over and like hits him. Yeah. So, but she has a gun. Yeah. Tom ends up stabbing Axel in the stomach and runs off. He comes back in f- and, uh, is smashing the light bulbs down the hallway. Exactly. Yeah. Like in the first movie, another, another callback. Instead of just shooting him in like the head, Sarah shoots a gas tank behind yeah. him. Yeah, and he he blows up in an explosion. No, I think she shoots him. It goes through him. She like she like shoots him on the his side. side. Yeah, well, he's sh- weak. Shoot him in the liver. Ugh. Anyway, rescue team shows up and finds Tom alive, and he's like, "I'm gonna get you out of here, buddy." And Tom's like, "Pickaxe through the head." Yeah, and. uh Moments later, he walks out of the mine in disguise as a rescue worker. Which he could have just gone with that first guy instead of pickaxing him and think he's fine. Yeah, right. And he could just run off from there. Yeah. Because as soon as he gets out of the mine in a disguise, he walks past the last truck, but there's still people everywhere, and he takes his mask off and just lumbers on through. Yeah, it seems like he would have kept it on for a little while longer. Yeah. But they wanted the big reveal. And then slam credits. Yeah. Movie's slam. over. So what'd you think about that movie, man? The remake? Yeah, the remake. I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was exactly what it should have been. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, there are a lot of nice homages to the first where it's better than like some of like some remakes. They do some scenes from the original one and it's almost like spot on. Mm-hmm. And that's just you feel like they're just they're not trying to show respect for it. They're trying to just do it again yeah this didn't feel like that because it was each time we see something that happened in the original it was different right so i like that a lot yeah it seemed like they respected the original one but they took like we were saying they took a mystery element to it yeah 
it was it was interesting how they were able to use a lot of the same plot devices but with a almost a very different like root story yeah like i don't know i i think i like the story of the original better yeah because it was just let's have a let's throw a party mm-hmm. and that was the first like five minutes of this movie i i also really did like this movie as i kind of hinted at earlier i thought i'm not a huge fan of 3d movies in general and i think that at the time i mean you saw it in the theater the 3d was probably extremely effective oh yeah saw it in 3d with a packed yeah audience I mean, so I'm sure it, was great. it was just a lot of fun but it's one of those things where it's so like schlocky 3d yeah that it 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 kept taking me out of it every time I saw an element that was like very obviously 3D. Yeah, the 3D was popping out at you as opposed to where it's any good 3D is more layered than anything. Yeah, not like pop out effects. But yeah. I mean, I did. I really liked this movie. Um, let's take a look at our two questions. First question, does the remake stand up to the original? Absolutely. I think it stands up. I think it pays respect but tries to be something different the way a remake should be mm-hmm. that way fans of the original one won't go in expecting to see the same exact thing mm-hmm. they get the same elements but just packaged differently yes i, I agree 100 percent. i absolutely thought that it did a great job with with most movies made in in that period of the 2000s mm-hmm. um you know they did a lot of weird they had a lot of weird choices yeah. A lot of things feel very 2009 in that movie. Yeah. A lot same with the with Black Christmas which we talked about in the last episode that remake in 2006 mm-hmm. felt the same way. A lot of points in that movie I'm like Jesus, 2006, remember? Like Yeah. It felt very that time period. Yeah. Where I think even things from the 80s like they feel very dated obviously, but it's more of like it's it's more timeless. M- movies they were making in the late 2010 is like they feel dated, but in a way that doesn't translate very well. Yeah, it depends on how much time has passed. Maybe yeah. in 20 years, they'll feel differently. Yeah, it's very possible. Um, and then last question, should it have been remade at all? I'll let you answer that one first. Fair enough. I um, I think it definitely deserved to be remade. I think it, I think it should have been remade. Um, I think it's a crime that this movie didn't spawn sequels or a franchise in the 80s. It didn't get the proper treatment that I think it deserved. Um, I think there are other movies from that time period that I won't name that didn't deserve sequels or franchises. When a movie like this kind of slipped through the cracks. I'm going to need you to name them. At least one. <laughs> um, like Puppet Master, for instance. Fair enough. Which okay. has like 15 movies at this point. Okay. I think it definitely should have been remade. I feel like... I'd like to see another remake of it now. And I mean, it's only been, it hasn't even been 10 years yet. Another remake or another, like a sequel no, to the like, original? I'd like to see another remake of the original that maybe isn't as self-aware or isn't as schlocky with, with Make a straight up with dark effects. horror? Yeah. I mean, it could still be fun. Like, I don't want a rehash of the monster that we just finished watching where there isn't a single moment of fun or you know, or thrill in that movie. It's just like beating you over the head with depressing imagery. Like, I don't want that, but Mm. I feel like the remake went all the way with it. Like, let's be so over the top and fun. Yeah, but there's that fine line where this movie did not cross where, oh, hey, let's, we're doing this for fun. And it just becomes a chore to watch because they're not even, they're not taking the parts they should be taken seriously. Sure. So I feel like the tone of this one was, Spot on. Yeah. If they were to do another remake, I think they should go for that tone again, but maybe change a few elements. Yeah. Like him being crazy. And I'm not as huge a fan of the ending for this one. Yeah. I'd like to see it where it is just Henry Warden. Harry Warden. Harry Warden. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Coming back. Yeah. And I mean, okay, like like we mentioned earlier, though, I think the 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 acting was pretty stilted in this in the remake mm, the dialogue was, was pretty bad both of them were pretty bad and right stilted. but what I'm, I'm saying is if if there was to be another remake i would like to see it done we're like oh you could say oh the cinematography was gorgeous the acting was great the dialogue was effective like you know what i mean like it could still be fun like a james wan production right of it. and have effective elements that aren't like because i mean there were lines in this movie that were like ooh, like almost groan worthy yeah 
but I mean, it's part of the charm of it. I mean, I get why they did it. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but, um, you want so to I, take a little more serious. Yeah. I'm in the future. I don't think it should be remade now. I mean, for God's sake, it wasn't even 10 years ago, but, yeah. um, so I think for both questions, we got a big, yes, it, it stands up and it definitely deserved to be remade. Yeah. I think it, it did deserve to be remade. I think not because of, you know, the plots or the kills or anything like that, which is fine. Yeah, that it could have been. I think it deserved to be remade because it the original one needs to have more light shown on it to say this is, you know, an 80s classic. I mean, maybe not classic, but, you know, it should be revisited. Sure. I can see it being revisited every Valentine's Day. Sure. To expose a whole new audience to it. Yeah. Who may not have even known. Like me, I wouldn't have known about the original if yeah. it wasn't for the remake. It was good. I'd yeah. watch it again. Yeah. And I'd watch the remake again. Mm-hmm. Maybe this time it won't take another eight years. Right. All right. I think that wraps it up for us. Thank you for listening to The Remake Mistake on WolfbaneBlooms.com. Uh, check out Wolfbane Blooms for reviews, lists, quizzes, and a whole bunch of other fun editorials. And we'll see you all next time. I forgot the first rule of remakes, Jill. Don't fuck with the original.